Good morning. It is great to be here and to see all of you. Today I'm going to share some teachings from the Buddhist tradition on four boundless states of mind, four limitless, immeasurable states of mind. I believe that every spiritual tradition has some real treasures to offer us, to help us to live our lives. And this teaching on the four immeasurable mind states is a gift to all the world. Regardless of whatever our tradition or beliefs might be, there's something here that we can use and apply in our own life. In Sanskrit, the name for these four immeasurable states is Brahma Viharas. Brahma means something divine or heavenly. And Viharas is a place to dwell. So what we're talking about is mind states that are wonderful places for our mind and heart to dwell. Great places to hang out if we want to live there. The four states, kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, equanimity, may sound familiar. We are familiar with them. We've all experienced them. They're part of what they, is our basic nature of, as human beings to experience these things. Yet to understand how these states can be seen as limitless, boundless, and immeasurable, we need a little bit deeper understanding of how we view our experience, how we view our life, the map we use to understand ourselves. The Western map of life experience, one which we've all been raised in, that we see all around us, our experience, our life is often seen as a journey a journey to some place that we think might be important, where we experience different events, which are good or bad. Good things can happen to us, bad things can happen to us, and we respond to these events by making choices. And those choices can be right or wrong, good or bad. I can experience getting a flat tire, and that seems to be an event that happened to me and I can get very upset, and it's a bad event, and perhaps my response is something that I either should or should not do. This view of the world is based on good and bad and right and wrong. It's a view of the world that can easily invite blame and judgment. You just might be doing it wrong. If you've ever experienced that, you have tuned in to our Western map of how we understand life experience. The Buddhist worldview gives us a very different map of our experience. Instead of experiences happening to a person on a journey, we can see our experience, our mind, as a garden. And in this mind garden, in the soil of this mind garden, there are infinite seeds, infinite possibilities, infinite potentials. 
Given the right conditions, those seeds will sprout, they'll start to grow. So within all of us, because we are human, because we have that basic mind soil, soil we have seeds of anger, we have seeds of joy, fear, love, confusion, peace, violence, kindness, anything that's human. And any one of these seeds, given the right conditions, will start to go, start to grow. Our job, rather than to do something right or wrong, is to be a good gardener. We cannot control which seeds will grow at any given moment. It depends on the conditions and circumstances. Rather than rules and shoulds, or shouldn'ts, we can cultivate discrimination instead, being able to see clearly which of these seeds are nourishing beautiful things that we want and which are toxic, which are things that we do not want to have cultivated in our gardens. Tell the difference between a weed and a vegetable. Very basic gardening skill. So if anger and jealousy and doubt arise, we can see those clearly as experiences of suffering and as causes for further suffering and choose not to water that seed. Instead of cultivating that seed and going over those memories again and again and elaborating our stories about what's happened and how right it was, how wrong it was, how right or wrong other people were, we recognize immediately, oh, that one, that's not one of the vegetables I want to cultivate. That's something that no longer serves me. We don't give it the attention or energy anymore. Instead, we can plant and nurture seeds that bring happiness and peace. And in the Buddhist teaching, we find that there are four seeds that are absolutely wonderful to grow, wonderful to plant, wonderful to nurture, ones to look for when conditions allow them to sprout in our experience, ones to say, yes, this is what I want. This is what I want more. These seeds, these four mind states that we want to cultivate are kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. Kindness, that sense of open-hearted friendliness that we can feel towards ourselves and others, wishing someone well. We experience that in our meditation today. May I be happy. May you be happy. May all beings that are conscious, may they be happy. Second C, Compassion, seeing suffering and intending ourselves and others to be free from suffering. It's a big shift, becoming sensitive to the suffering behind experience rather than looking at it through the lens of judgment, shoulds, shouldn'ts, right or wrong. Where's the suffering? So rather than I should do this, I shouldn't do this, these people should or shouldn't do this, 
Where's the suffering? How can I intend? How can I act to free myself and others from suffering and the causes of suffering? Third seed, sympathetic joy. Taking delight in the happiness of others. This is something that expands our own happiness and shifts us away from a belief in limitation and impoverishment. We tend to think there's just not enough to go around. So if you have some happiness, that means there must be a little bit less for me. It's like cookies on a plate. If you eat one of the cookies, there's less for me to have. But we discover that's not true. If I take delight in your delight, what happens is it expands for myself. My heart opens. I support that experience of joy in myself and others. And there's more for all of us to share. Fourth boundless state, fourth immeasurable state, equanimity. This is one that might be a little bit difficult for us to grasp. It's not something we ordinarily talk of. It's a kind of evenness and centeredness in our response to life. Being able to respond from one place to whatever arises. There's an ancient fable in which a fox and a cat are talking. And the fox is bragging about all the many different skills he has of escaping the hounds when they come after him. He can hide under things, he can de disguise his scent, he can climb things, crawl under things. The cat says, well, you've got me beat, I just have one thing that I do, I just climb up a tree. And as they're talking, they hear the hounds barking in the distance. And while the fox is trying to figure out which of the many wonderful things he can do to escape them, he gets caught. And the cat has just climbed up the tree. So equanimity is having one response, whatever it is that arises, happy, sad, joyful. I open my heart. I center myself in these boundless and immeasurable states, whether it's pain, frustration, confusion, whatever is growing in the garden at the moment, what I'm going to do is be kind, compassionate, sympathetic with any joy that arises, and open-hearted evenly to everything. Equanimity is our choice to respond to anything that arises with an open heart, kindness, and compassion. The way we practice and apply these boundless states of mind is simple, as in the meditation we did. First of all, we direct them towards ourselves. May I be happy. May I be free from suffering. May I experience joy, and may that joy expand. And second, this is like ripples on a pond expanding. We think of someone that we already care for and recognize that just as I want to be happy and free from pain, I want this person also to experience that same thing. May they be happy and free from suffering. Think of others that we care about. And we expand that to neutral people. We're going from simple and easy to more difficult. Yes, may these people, even though I don't know them well, may they be happy and free from suffering. We expand it further to people that we have difficulty with, people that we've experienced some kind of conflict. May they also be happy 
free from suffering, may they experience joy. We expand further to all people and even further to all life on earth, all being. And this process of repeating that, starting with ourselves, may I be happy, and letting that ripple outward over and over again, kindness and compassion, sympathetic joy, begins to change our relationship, not only with ourselves, but with everything that's arising in experience. It gives us the ability to see more clearly what's growing in our garden and gives us the tools to cultivate what's truly beneficial for us. As we practice, remember, and apply these four states, we discover what makes them truly immeasurable and limitless. When the more that you radiate and give kindness, the more you have. We begin to touch a limitless sense of abundance. Giving all of this away, we have more. By responding to our pains and our fear and that of others with compassion, we begin to find healing and wholeness. And through practicing sympathetic joy, we discover an overflowing source of well-being and happiness that can brighten our lives moment by moment. I'd like to end my talk with a reading from one of my favorite poets, Rumi. And even though he's using a different metaphor, a guest house rather than a garden, it truly captures this experience of open-hearted embrace of life. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be querying you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. May we all approach life as good gardeners, recognizing the treasures that we can grow and share. May your life and the lives of all you know be filled with an abundance of happiness, joy, and peace. Thank you very much.